traditional definitions of business, entrepreneurship, and success have historically been reserved for cishet white men, and home-based businesses are often run by the rest of us. Whether you're focused on finances, freedom, friendship, or fun within your business, you get to make the rules and define your own success. And that is feminist as fuck. Welcome to F Words. I'm your host, life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. It's no secret that workplaces can be toxic environments that utilize various methods of oppression to uplift a chosen few while disregarding everyone else, all in the name of capitalism. And when we buy into the narratives propagated by long-held social norms, we can inflict a lot of that toxicity upon ourselves and drive ourselves into pits of burnout, self-hatred, and resentment toward everyone around us. A few weeks ago, I sat down with my client, Nicolasa Galvez, Chingana coach, to discuss her take on the common workplace and how she helps women change their relationship to themselves as employees and their relationship to work in general. Of her work, Nicolasa says, do you cycle through bosses like others do with their exes? Unleash your chingona fire. I want you to learn how to love your job, then leave it. Love it so you don't bring your baggage to the next opportunity and leave it because I don't believe traditional workplaces are set up for badass chicas who have big fucking dreams and lean into being too much. If you're currently an employee who's hating work, I highly encourage you to get in touch with her on Instagram at chingana underscore coach and book a call with her at chingona.coach. And if you're an entrepreneur looking for a community of business coaching and support that will help you shift your relationship to sales and systems while connecting you with other entrepreneurs like you, Selling You now has a lifetime membership component. For $1,800, you get access to the six-week sales soiree, as well as the upcoming six-week systems soiree, a weekly group coaching call, and non-punitive accountability structure, all glistening with celebration. Doors open mid-January. For the deep dive of Magic and Mutiny, you can choose three, six, or 12 months as an intensive with me and our M&M community, tailored to you and your business. It'll include a lifetime membership, plus customized support with small group, larger community, and one-to-one attention, as well as a quarterly celebratory retreat, both virtual and in-person. The next season kicks off January 18th. Get all the details and sign up for the waitlist at the following bit.ly link, lowercase b-i-t dot l-y slash capital S e-l-l-i-n-g capital U. So bit.ly slash selling you. And there's a clickable link in my social bios. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for this. So today I have my delightful client, Nicolasa, on 
to talk about her coaching. You're, you coach people who are like feeling unseen at work. You're yes. You coach people who tell me, tell me more about this. What's the, tell me more about the general foundation of how you approach coaching people on work because it's not like you're not like a career coach you're not like a coach who's like you're not like a business coach there's a very specific thing that you hone in on so tell me about this yeah and it's funny because i'm i was um you know you have to add tags to everything as a coach and it's like what else am i besides a career coach but i'm definitely not a career coach so um maybe we'll think of what that tag is oh, on, this, yes. on this recording. I love that. Um, so I have been a very um, rebellious, unhappy employee for maybe like 18 years before I found coaching. And so um, coaching really helped me first you know, just deal with the daily stress of wanting more like creative freedom. And I've always been kind of rebellious and not, I don't do well with authority figures, which, you know, is not great for workplaces. Um, (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, at first it did start with coaching mostly women who are unhappy at work, but then realizing even with myself that even though I'm, I'm pretty happy at my current workplace, you know, I'm working and starting this coaching business. It's not, it's still not enough. You know, I realized that, um, yes, I can coach women to be happier at work, but it's really, um, about reigniting, their, their passion, their confidence, like who they wanted to be when they were seven years old, that they're not doing at work. Okay. Reigniting their passion and their confidence and who they wanted to be at seven years old. Mm -hmm. Why seven years old? Because I should say four years old, because that's my Mm -hmm. lucky number. I I don't think I knew what, (laughs) what a job was it at four, but, um, so at seven, I wanted to be the first female Supreme court chief justice, not just the, not just a justice. I wanted to be the chief mm-hmm. justice at seven. You knew what that meant at seven. Yeah. I don't think I like knew I, the Supreme court was a thing at seven. This is amazing. <laughs> I even went to like a Supreme court, like camp, and um, it was, I think, Sandra Day O'Connor. So she was already on the Supreme Court. So I couldn't be the first female justice. So then I wanted to be the first female chief justice. Um, so, yeah. But then I realized, like, being a lawyer is not what I want to do. Um, but also, I lost a lot of that, like, confidence and drive to to break ceilings. Mm. Um, and so, you know, you have to break ceilings to be, um, a Supreme court chief justice or even to start your own business. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if, if the type of women that, you know, I coach 
will ever find lifetime satisfaction at work because I think that the people that I attract are are rebellious and want to forge new paths. Mm. So I don't necessarily like, like I said, I don't career coach them to like get a promotion or prepare for their annual review. It's really like to look at what, what, um, what is holding them back at work? Like what, what are they thinking? What are they feeling? What are they experiencing? But I also don't think that workplaces are necessarily set up for, rebellious people yeah and so there's this um constant um is it uncongruence or incongruence Mm -hmm. incongruence yeah that it's really hard to like be rebellious and and forge new paths in traditional workplaces Mm -hmm. and And it can be done but yeah sometimes you don't want to anymore sure So when you are coaching your clients to reignite the fire that they had at the age of seven, and you call this chingona, is that correct? Mm -hmm. Chingona fire. Chingona fire. So when they reignite this chingona fire Mm -hmm. and they tap into that and harness it in their professional lives, what do you find that that often looks like? Does it look like them advancing in whatever career space they're in? Does it sometimes look like starting their own businesses? Does it sometimes look like a combination of things? It can definitely look like a combination of things because the client is going to choose their own path. And, and maybe maybe they come in thinking that, they just wanted like with me with coaching the only reason i started coaching was to address my my high levels of stress like almost wanting to go like on medical leave or i tried to get on medical leave um and at first that's all that coaching was was like how do i figure out how not to be so um unhappy at work i never like starting my own business was not part of the coaching plan mm-hmm. um because I had lost along the way that dream to do my own thing. It was just like, um, I totally had forgotten about it. And through coaching and, and starting to get that confidence back, um, and then different opportunities came, um, along and I was like, Oh yeah, I do have, um, something more than being an employee that I want to do. And not necessarily that being an employee is awful, but I just think that some people weren't made for um, workplaces. And I do um, think there's a lot of um, institutional patriarchy and um, workplaces can be really hard for people of color or women and um we can make the choice to, you know, to come up against that. Mm-hmm. Um, or we can make the choice to leave it. Yeah, absolutely. And either way, there's thought work and emotional processing to be done. Yes. <laughs> neither, neither way is easy. All always have their challenges. Um, and so I have in my decades 
of helping other women start businesses. I have found that there tend to be a number of reasons why women start businesses that all start with F. <laughs> That's why my podcast is called F words. Um, so oftentimes it's stuff like financial gain or freedom to work a schedule of their choice and have control of their time or the fun of creating and building something of their own, friendships with their clients or with other people who you know have also gone into similar professions or whatever. Which of these reasons are most true for you and why you started the business that you did? I um, come from the nonprofit sector. I'm in marketing right now, but I come from the nonprofit sector, sector and I'm so tired of group work. I am so tired of working on a team. And, and I get that like, you know, as a group, you can accomplish more together, but I'm tired I'm of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nonprofits are just so stifling and want, you know, every decision to be made with every single person. And so I'm, it was hard. The The thought of starting my own business was hard in the beginning because I would be giving up that social mission. Mm. But um, I realized that I was really curious and excited about just seeing what I could create without any guard ra- guardrails that um, come from having a boss. And I don't even want to be a boss because I don't, want, you know, I have a certain philosophy about how people bosses should be about employees. And I don't even have it in me to be this boss that you know, I always have wanted, like, I don't have the energy to have kids. I don't have the energy to be a boss. I think it's a really hard job. So I don't even want to, I don't even want to do that. I just want to have my own business and, you know, discuss with my clients or discuss, you know, with the community about different, different ways that women or marginalized communities um, can feel about work. Mm-hmm. Like it, there don't have to be, you know, it was so, so many painful nights where I was like, why, what is wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a nice person. Why do I cause so much tension at work? Like, why do I always have to speak up? Why do I always have to go against the grain? Like, why can't I be more politically correct? Or why can't I, um, what do they call it? Maneuver, like politicking. Mm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, just like those things where you like are more charming. And so you, you, you can get, um, not get your way at work, but it's, it's a, it's a, it's a team effort. So you have to communicate with people, but I'm really excited to just, you know, be in my little coach lab and mixing chemicals <laughs> of <laughs> thoughts and feelings and ideas and seeing what can come out of that. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Those of us who tend to make waves are not necessarily (laughs) the best people to work in an employee kind of situation. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's been so many people because I'm uh, active in the community that bring me on because of my reputation in the community for like speaking up or getting things done or being a great community connector and then they work with me and they're like oh shit 
this is what it takes to be you. Right. And you're going to like change the way I do things. Oh, you're going to comment on everything that I need to fix. They're like, oh, I don't like this. I don't want to work with you. And I'm like, oh, well. (laughs) But then for a long time before coaching, I got really hurt by it. Like it was a lot of heartbreak. And that's like one of my taglines is, you know, if you go through bosses like other people do with exes, Mm -hmm. then you need a coach with me because I just would run through them and I would repeat that pattern over where I was looking to them to believe in me and to like be that mentor and um, be that partner and like what magic can we create and I kept running in and not necessarily some bosses were bad. I had some bad bosses, but are quote unquote bad bosses, but not all of them were quote unquote bad. Some of them, I'm just not an employee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's just not my character and my, and maybe, maybe I'll come back to it someday, but I, um, you know, want to be somewhere else. Yeah. So when you are, working with your clients. Well, who who are the right clients for you and who are the people who are absolutely not the right clients for you? I if you want help like writing your resume, getting a promotion, um you know, taking those um what color is your parachute? What? Did you ever read that book? No. Oh my god. What gosh. is this? You never did. It's like, uh, it's a per, it's a personality test that you take that, um, helps you identify what careers you would be best suited for. Huh. And so like in my twenties, it was a big book for, you know, cause I had already changed a few jobs and was still not finding satisfaction. So I'm like, well, what color is my parachute? Maybe I'm looking in the wrong location and the wrong sector. Um, but it didn't, it didn't work. So, um, I'm not that kind of coach, but if you are someone who cannot get through your day without exploding, without like running to the bathroom to catch your breath without, um, I couldn't open my email. There was a time at one of my jobs where I couldn't open my work email without my mom on the phone. Mm because I would get random, not great emails and I couldn't handle it. So even when I would open my email inbox and there would be nothing in there, I couldn't even open my email box unless she was on the phone in case I got one of those emails that would just throw me. And, um, you know, I, something would happen at work and it wouldn't be like, lawsuit level it would just be something really awful and maybe it was lawsuit level but um it would take me like two or three weeks to recover and I don't want other women to go you know it took me 20 years to realize I wasn't broken yeah I just kept thinking like I think I'm really great what is wrong with me that no one else thinks that and they probably did but it didn't it didn't it didn't show up in the way they let me do my work. Yeah. That's so hard. That's so hard. I'm really glad that you found coaching to be able to work through that and that you are 
clearly the perfect person to help other women who are going through the same types of struggles be able to show up at work without like having a fucking panic attack, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me, because you've been in, you did the six-week sales story, and yes. now you're in the Magic and Mutiny program. Tell me how these two components of selling you have helped you. What have they allowed you to change or up-level or shift that was previously holding you back? And how is this different from other programs that you've either been part of or seen offered? Because, so I have a social justice background, like a graduate degree in social justice. Um, I understood that owning my own business, I would need to sell things. Imagine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I... I mean, I knew that, but I just, I guess, decided to not think about it until like, you know, push come to shove. And, you know, I just had a bad taste in my mouth about selling. I thought it was manipulative. I thought it was selfish. I thought it was rude. You know, I just, I thought of a um, the stereotypical, I don't even, I haven't bought a car, so I don't know what car salesmen's are salespeople are really like but that's what I imagined just this that that stereotype that greasy stereotype of sales so selling you really helps me and it's still like a work in progress Mm -hmm. in the sense being part of the program helped me experience a, a new way to look at selling so like um just that, I guess, mental shift or perspective was a really, really big deal because before the program, it was like, okay, I'm just going to have to suck it up and do this greasy thing so that once I get past this greasy thing and then they can be my coaching client and we can do this beautiful work. But I felt like I had to like, you know, swallow the the, the cough syrup first. Yeah, this is so common. It's so common when people start a business and they don't think about what sales means and they just go with the like gross manipulative idea that they've always thought of sales as and they're like, cool. So I have to manipulate the fuck out of people and hope that that will gain their trust so that then they'll work with me. What? Like, right. So it's such a, such a dichotomy that just like doesn't fucking work. And like the sales, a lot of the sales and business, programs out there that I have seen are things like overcoming objections and like, listen, overcoming objections can suck all of my dicks. Like, no, I hate that. (laughs) It doesn't. And I mean, that's another thing like you and I went back and forth on is I wanted a formula and I'm like, I can't do it. And I even like got a formula from somebody else, like some other coach and that still didn't work. I'm like, fine, <laughs> Kelly won't give it to me. I'm going to ask somebody else for their formula. And then I worked on the formula and I worked on the script. And then I would have, a, I call them discovery calls. Right now I call them discovery calls, the sales calls. And I couldn't look at the script. It made me too nervous. And it wasn't, even though like some of the words, it, you know, I rewrote it to be my words. Um, It was really 
it, it didn't feel good to use the, the script. And so I finally took your advice and just, you know, did it, trusted my brain yeah, to just do the discovery call. And it went really well, or they went really well. And I really enjoyed them. And I would have never imagined that they would be enjoyable. You know, even the, the people that said no, that those calls are still really enjoyable. It's amazing what can happen in your business when you trust your own damn self. It's amazing what can happen. <laughs> yes. And it's still like a hard, um, it's weird. Like, so what has it been three? I mean, I guess it's just been three months. It seems longer, but, um, it's really hard to believe like you've given us knowledge and education, but mostly you've just kind of taught us to rely on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And it's still a little bit hard to believe (laughs) that, that we can just rely on our knowledge to, to do sales, but it has, I mean, it's proven to work you know, through like the other participants or even myself, but I still am like, oh, I have to do this thing. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't. I actually, what I know in this moment is enough, is more than enough. Oh, I wish I could impart that sentence and just like infuse it into people's brains. (laughs) I know we're, we're trained out of that. In our society, we are trained to not trust ourselves. We are trained to not believe that what we know is enough. And so, of course, you want a formula. Of course, you want a script because we're not taught to actually trust ourselves. And the self-trust that we do have just sort of inherently is like sucked out of us from every fucking direction. (laughs) And I still want the script. Like, I still want you to send it to me. Like, I'm waiting. <laughs> but, but I know I don't need it. But it's, <laughs> it's still that desire is like, but I know there, you know, I know, I know. But there isn't. Because then I see when I was in something else and someone was talking about a sales course and the script they had to follow and they had to do it into DMs and they just hated it. Yeah. And they you know, sucked it up and did it. And it was a really bad experience. And now it proves, you know, our thought that sales is awful because that's what a lot of the programs are telling you is, you know, you have to reach out blindly to people in sales and the more people you talk to and you, you know, you have to get like a hundred, what is it? You have to make a hundred asks before you get one. Yes. And I still believe that, but I don't have to go into DM unless somebody wants to blindly go into DMs and that works for them, but you don't have, you aren't presenting that there's this formula. That's the right. There is no right formula. No. And you know, the people who do blindly fall into other people's DMs, like, I don't know if that works for you. Great. I've never seen it work for anybody. Yeah. I haven't seen it work yet, but (laughs) and I've been doing this a hot ass minute. So, (laughs) right. But you know, Hey, if, if you, uh, if you find some magic formula, then please let me know. I will be all on board. (laughs) 
so my next question and it's almost my last question is why is your business feminist as fuck i was walking my dog and thinking about this question and it was funny i was like oh i should look up that word again the definition and i'm like you know i know the definition but then when someone asks you i don't know what the definition is so my my experience with the word feminism is brushing up against the status quo okay yeah or you know we can't solve our problems with the same way that we've always been doing them yeah so i don't know if that has anything to do with the definition of feminism but that's what i think of when you when you asked me that question and that's exactly what you know chingona coach is about is um women who have big dreams and embrace being too much like we don't we don't want to we don't want to conform to the workplace like we just don't want to and maybe we have to maybe we have to make a trade-off like um you know i'm i'm pretty happy at my current workplace. And so, you know, I'm making that trade off and putting in that, that work there, but um, that doesn't mean I like everything about it. And that doesn't mean anything's necessarily wrong about it. I mean, patriarchy, white supremacy, whatever, but um, just, just within, you know, like a workplace structure, but it also means that, um, you know, we can leave and we can start our own businesses and maybe, you know, I won't like it. Maybe I'll start my own business and I'll be like, no, I just want to be an employee and I want to clock in and I don't want to think about it. But um, I want to coach women who, who want more than what they have or not even want more than what they have, want, want what they used to have, mm-hmm. want what they used to dream about. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. we all used to have that in us. Mm-hmm. I remember it was not too long ago. Um, Susan Hyatt posted something. I think it was last summer. Posted something on Facebook that was like asking. It was, I mean, it was just like a random fucking question. It's like, what's a thing that you have always wanted to do? You know, or like bucket list something. And I had this memory that was like, oh my God, there was a thing that I wanted to do for years that I talked about is all I could fucking talk about. Everything that I was doing was going toward that. And then I got on this path, found myself in this place where I was really distanced from myself Mm -hmm. and I had forgotten. Yeah, completely. Completely your mind. Forgotten until she posted this. And I was like, fuck this thing, this thing, I don't want it. I so like what you're describing right now i i want that for every woman that thing that you forgot that thing that you wanted that like burned inside of you that whatever fucking structure you are in has like made you forget remembering that i i want that for every woman Mm-hmm. I mean, and I guess, yeah, even remembering it is, is such a powerful experience, you know, whether or not you ever do that bucket list item, just remembering that you had dreams that big and maybe your dreams have changed, 
but that we can have dreams that big. Yeah. And I thought like when I was seven, I thought by the age, you know, I'm 44. And so I thought like at age 40, I, I wouldn't be like done with my career. I, you know, I, I thought I'd be like, oh, I would be successfully starting my career. You know, I didn't think I was going to be at the end of it, but I was like, I'll have, I'll be on this successful path and I'll have reached a pinnacle and there'll be more to, to do it, you know, after 40. But at 40, I feel like I just graduated from high school and I'm starting over. Mm-hmm. And it's a really heartbreaking thing, but it's also, it's okay. You know, mm-hmm. I would rather be starting over at 40 than, you know, doing the same mediocre version of myself for the next 40 years. Yeah. Yes. Please do not be a mediocre version of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I kind of feel similarly though. I just turned 40 this year and I'm like, there's a whole, there's a whole new thing that's taking place that I'm like, the fuck is happening here? (laughs) It's a beautiful time. And it's still so like, I mean, we don't have to work until we're 70, but like 30 years is a long time. Yeah. So there's still so like, you know what? when I was little 40, I didn't think 40 was like retirement, but I thought it was like, Oh, you're at like the pinnacle. And then, you know, it's, it's an easy ride from there. And now I'm like 40 and I'm like, Oh, I still have like 30 years of like brain work that I want to do or, you know, 40 years. It's like, I'm only halfway done with this whole thing. (laughs) I'm only halfway done with this whole thing. I love it. I love it. Well, so my last question to you is how do we find you? You're on all the socials. You're on like, what, what's your handle on all the places? What's your website? How do we find you so that the women who need to reignite their fire and like stop hating every single day that they go into work? Yes. Can find you. How do they do that? You even can mess mess vent message me about your work stress on my website oh that because there was sometimes where you just like want to freak out about work and then go back and reply to that work email um yes i (laughs) i wish the former version of me could have had that right (laughs) that is brilliant oh what a service so my website is chingona.coach, not com, dot your anything, just chingona.coach. And that's um, all my Instagram, Facebook, all of that is where you can find me. I love it. I love it. And we'll put the links in the show notes and everything so that it's very easy. And when this gets posted onto my Instagram and Facebook, the links will be there so that it's very easy. I want every woman who is struggling with work to come find you. <laughs> Also fucking venting to you on your, that's, that's brilliant. Thank you on behalf of every woman everywhere for that. This is not (laughs) no regular contact box. (laughs) This is a venting box. (laughs) I love it. Well, thank you so, so, so much for sharing your time with us. 